Welcome to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Dick Sporting Goods Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. Welcome to the podcast. Before we welcome our guests, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. This helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents. Excited to welcome back to the program, Mike McCarthy, West Virginia Soccer Association State Referee Administrator. Mike, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Marcus. You know, I, I love to talk about our state referee program, and I appreciate the opportunity you give me to do so. Well, we have a lot of great things going on with the state referee program, and it just continues to get better from our referees to uh, development of our referees, opportunities for our referees. Um, I get a lot of people that compliment uh, the program and just say that we're doing a lot for our referees, which I think we certainly need to do. And you've done a great job in doing that. So why don't we go ahead and jump right in? We had our annual general meeting back in March. And um, obviously you have a report that you put together. It's a very detailed report um, uh, on our website. I think we have the abridged version of it maybe, or maybe we have the full report up. I can't remember, but there's just so much information in there, a lot of data. And can you share with us a couple, two, three points about that, that you want to let our members know about when it comes to our referee program? Sure. Absolutely. I want to start off with, um, you know, some, some numbers that might be stark, <laughs> might be a bit telling. Uh, let me share my screen here. This is a dashboard that I maintain on the uh, State Referee Program website, which is wvsareferees.org. Under the About tab, you can find the registration dashboard. So here's our referee census for the last 10 years. You can obviously see when COVID hit. The good news is that we are climbing out of the hole from COVID in terms of referee registration. The bad news is we still have a long way to go. We are still, at this point in 2023, about 125 referees below what we had before COVID. And even that number was declining rather steadily uh, from previous years. So we we're not averting this crisis of numbers. We don't have enough referees to cover the games as the sport continues to grow in popularity in West Virginia. And we want to enable that growth. Uh, so in order to do that, we have got to recruit and, and just as importantly, retain the referees. Let me show you another quick chart that really illustrates this point. Um, let me increase this uh, to the more recent years. So when we look at the year-to-year -year attrition, if we start at year zero, this re represents all of the referees who became referees at any given point between 2015 and 2019. You see that of those, barely over 30% returned after their first year. That number's cut in half again to barely over 20% for year two and, and on down to you know, right around 10% after four years. What this means is that only one in 10 referees in West Virginia has at least four years of experience. You know, imagine 
uh, what your your soccer team would do uh, at, at the highest levels if your players were so new. If we look at uh, new versus returning referees, we see that in the last two years, more than 50%, more than half of our referees have been in their very first year. So again, coaches out there and, and bless you for the job you do. Um, how successful would your team be if half of the players were just learning this sport for the first time? We have got to change the culture so that the referees are encouraged and enticed to stick around long enough to learn the laws of the game and learn how to apply them and learn what we call soccer understanding. Really learn how the game should be played and the role that the referee needs to play in that. Um, and at this point, we're, we're not doing that. So the, the, the takeaway lesson that I have uh, from, that, from these data that I've shown here is let them stick around. Don't chase away the referee today because all I have to give you next week is a referee who's even newer. When we look at the age breakdown of our referee program, we see that more than half of our referees are, eight, are under the age of 18 or 18 years old and younger. Uh, our workforce consists primarily of minors. Uh, and, and you know, in, in a civilized society, in what other context would we tolerate an adult berating a minor for doing a job? If I go to the grocery store and uh, the kid bagging up my groceries, if he or she puts the milk in with the bread, am I licensed then to scream and yell at the person? No, I'm not. I'd be asked to leave the, uh, the grocery store. So we have to adopt the same kind of civilized approach uh, and really just you know, let the game happen. Let the referee do their job. Let the players do their job. Let the coach do their job. And just enjoy these fleeting moments during which our children are playing this game. Um, because having had two come through the program, both of whom are adults now, I can assure you that it, it, it it's over far too quickly. Uh, so relax, enjoy the game, let everybody do their job uh, and, and just enjoy the moment. You know, and you, you have to be able to have that, that, I don't know what the perspective of what these referees are doing. And, you know, and it's funny because, you know, you mentioned, you know, if you had a soccer team and you had half new players every single year come in on your team, you know, you might be blessed and have somebody that are natural athletes, but there is no natural referee. <laughs> I mean, there, I mean, unless you're Jack Klaus, you know, I mean, there's, there's, you know, and I say that in joking, Jack, sure, um, sure. you know, but I mean, you don't have a natural referee. I mean, you may have a stature above, above you or confidence in you or, or whatever, but it's like, and you may understand the game, 
but there's so many different nuances. What was the st statistic that you had one time of how many decisions a referee makes in a match? Right. Um, this was a study done years ago, I believe, by U.S. Soccer. Uh, 800 to 900 decisions uh, in a match. That That's, you know, eight or nine or nine or ten decisions every minute. You know, is this ball in or out of play? Is that contact fair or foul? If it's a foul, does advantage apply? If it doesn't, what's the restart? So every time there's contact, there's a series of four or five decisions that the referee has to make. There's four or five decisions on a throw-in. Ball, <laughs> ball goes out. you got to figure out who it went off of last, yeah. who's the one that restarts, are the mechanics in place for the restart? Are both, you know, the feet properly are within variation to the line? Does the ball come from behind the head? You know, yeah. does the feet stay on the ground during the throw? So, I mean, there's, there's just that, just in a simple, and, and, and a throw in is the probably one of the easiest restarts in yeah. the game. I tell the little kids all the time. I said, a throw in is one of the easiest restarts, both feet on the ground, fall over the head, go. Real and simple. then even once the ball's in play, does the thrower touch the ball again before another player does? Absolutely. So, and then you <laughs> so and then you complicate it on stuff like that. Yeah. You know, then you go into little de more depths of 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 complicated matters and you know that kind of thing. And then you know, and then you start throwing in, you know, the build out line, and then you start doing this and and you know how handling is now thought about how that's evolved and changed over the years. And there's all, and, and every year there's always some new things that you have to figure out new things that have changed, you know, new advice for the referees and, and things along that lines. And, and then of course, also, and not, let's even go into the fact of these rule changes, you know, go into effect what July 1st. So if you're in the middle of regionals, and, you know, I mean, you just, you know, you got all this stuff and you, it's like, if you read up on it ahead of time, it's like, okay, but we're still going to go by that. And it's like, ah, so, I mean, it's, you don't it's, have natural born referees. Right. You, you, your point is salient. I mean, refereeing is a learned skill and you have to give people the chance to learn it. And, and the game itself is its own best teacher, just like it is for players. There's no amount of video analysis or field exercises, as valuable as those are, there's there no substitute for a game situation in which a referee is confronted with potentially a situation that they don't expect and have to work through the process and come to a decision. So let it happen. Let that growth happen. You know, they talk about speed of play all the time with players. It's the speed of the referee as well. Speed of play of, you know, thinking in your head, okay, great. This went off of here. This is going to be the, re you know, and just going through that pro and it is a process. Yeah. yeah. Because you know, while you're, and you know, for the, for the newer referees, especially for the young referees, you know, children whose brains are still developing the cognitive ability, you've got to, you've got to see an event. You've got to interpret that event. You've got to decide upon that event. And then you have to execute on that decision. And meanwhile, something else has happened. So it's a constant series of distractions. And the added distraction of spectators or coaches yelling from the sidelines is not going to help. Nope. Not one bit. Was there anything else from uh, your report at the annual general meeting that uh, you want to let our referee know about 
or let our members Absolutely. know about? Absolutely. I, I want to share some good news. I want to okay, brag good. about some of the successes that our referees have had. Uh, we hosted uh, both regional events, uh, President's Cup and uh, the East Region Championships in West Virginia this year. Uh, we And the West Virginia referee corps stepped up. We had probably 80 different referees who helped in some capacity in both of those events. We had our delegation that was named, uh, but we also had a, a, a huge groundswell of uh, support, folks answering the call uh, when we needed to fill in for you know, other delegations who might not have been able to send their entire complement of referees. Uh, we had uh, referees selected from the President's Cup East Region to work at the National President's Cup. And we had uh, this year five referees from the, the West Virginia referee family who represented us at the national championships. Uh, so that was an unprecedented number. Uh, prior to this year, we had had two referees selected for that national event, but only one at a time. Never before had we had uh, five. And for the first time, we had uh, two female referees from our family participate in that event as well. Uh, so, you know, what an amazing accomplishment uh, for our referees. They're doing the work they need to do. They're being noticed uh, and they're getting rewarded by those higher level games. And uh, so much so that we're getting some referees that want to be adopted by West Virginia <laughs> as part of the yeah, delegation. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not recruiting. I'm not poaching. Everybody's welcome. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a nationwide family. It's a global family, but uh, certainly we, we appreciate those referees who choose to get their license through West Virginia. Brethren of the whistle. Yep. Even, even those who move out West. Right. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. So. Th exactly. <laughs> we're, we're, we're repping uh, West Virginia out here in Nebraska. So absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, we're tackling those tough games, those under seven, under eights, and and we're killing it out here. Um, uh, Mike, you guys just wrapped up a uh, a pretty big uh, tournament there in West Virginia in the Charleston area, uh, uh, Capital Cup. Uh, you had a lot of uh, I saw the uh, the group picture uh, of uh, mentors that came in, yep. and and talk to us about those mentors and and why that is important to bring these people into these types of events. Yeah. And, and I want to first thank, uh, you know, the organizing, uh, the organizations that sponsor two of our biggest events that are not hosted by the state association, the Mountain State Cup in the fall and the Capital Cup in the spring. Uh, it's Kanawha County in the fall, West Virginia Football Club in the spring. Uh, we have established a partnership with them uh, eagerly where we share the cost from our state referee program and from that hosting organization of bringing in national referee coaches, professional referees, uh, even former FIFA international match officials uh, have come into these events. Uh, we've had Kim Oberly, Kara Hontham, Pedro Treo, who's the manager of referee development at U.S. Soccer, has been in for this event. Um, this year, we had we were blessed to have four referee coaches come in. Uh, there was one, I, I, embarrassingly enough, I, I forgot to take the picture before one of them had already left. So apologies to Ed Marco, uh, who uh, is a national referee coach, a FIFA ref, a futsal referee instructor. 
Uh, we had Rob Faraday, uh, who's a former MLS assistant referee, a former FIFA assistant referee. Uh, we had Rob Sabiga, who's a referee for Pro, and Chico Grigeda, who's currently a VAR for Pro, but is a former referee for Pro. As a matter of fact, he has been involved in three MLS championship games, twice as fourth official, once as the referee. Uh, and was the former MLS referee of the year. So to have that caliber of folks who are willing to come in and participate in our events and work with our referees of all levels and experience. Um, you know, Rob Sabiga was watching, you know, a couple of U12 games uh, with me uh, during that. And, and you know, to, to, to be such an inspiration for our referees, again, at all ages and all experience levels. Uh, we're very we're very appreciative of that. Coming up for Open Cup, uh, we have Chris Bailey. Chris is a national referee coach. She is the state director of, uh, of an assessment for Alabama's referee program. She's going to be coming in. And you know, thank you to U.S. Soccer for its support of her travel and accommodations for that as well. Uh, she's going to be working with the referees for the Open Cup. Uh, she's going to be providing some uh, online training, uh, some Zoom meetings prior to the event. And I also want to give uh, kudos to some other folks on our state referee committee. Uh, Sonia Hedrick, our state youth referee administrator, has been hosting a series of uh, agenda-driven uh, Zoom educational meetings. The next one is next Wednesday, April 26th in which she's gonna talk about interacting with coaches and team officials. Also credit to Justin Parnitza, uh, one of our state referee committee members who has been hosting some Sunday evening open virtual office hours, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. It's an open Zoom meeting, requires registration in advance. But you know, if you're a referee, if you've had something happen in a game this week and you wanna reflect upon it, you wanna talk about it, um, Hop on to that Zoom meeting. Justin's there. Other members of our state referee committee uh, will be there uh, over the spring season as well. Kevin Nicholson, Jeffrey Petsko, Tim Eller, uh, others uh, who can provide some, some insight and some guidance and mentoring to referees. And candidly, I'll welcome coaches and parents to it as well. Uh, the more that we can have a dialogue that is cooperative uh, and that is, you know, aiming toward a mutual goal of making this beautiful game enjoyable to everybody. I welcome those conversations. And um, I, I encourage young referees to be a part of this stuff. I know that it can probably be a little bit intimidating for some of these young referees to have some of these people of the stature come and watch a match. I remember just vividly, I can't remember what it was, but I was refereeing a match and I actually wasn't supposed to be centering this specific match, but the referee that was, uh, came up lame. He pulled his hamstring and yeah. said, Marcus, can you come in and fill in for me? I said, absolutely. I'll, I was supposed to be AR on it. And I took the center. And of course, Mike McCarthy walks over and I can't remember who you had with you, but it was somebody of some important stature from us soccer referee program. I'm like, wonderful. Great. <laughs> I got some, you know, and I wasn't even supposed to be the center referee on the match, but, um, to the credit of whoever, I can't remember who it was, uh, but 
you know, being, you know, an older guy, being out of shape, uh, doing the best that I can in a match. And he was very, very kind, very, very complimenting of, and, and look for things that he could point out and also that were good and also pointed out things that I could work on, but he didn't do it in a, um, destructive manner or anything like that because of his stature or anything like that. And I think our young referees need to know that don't be worried about having somebody like that watch your match because I promise you, you're going to get something out of it. Yeah. Credit to the, the U S soccer referee committee, credit to Rick Eddy, who directs the referee program. And again, credit to Pedro Treo. They have worked hard and have succeeded in creating a very supportive atmosphere, even at the highest levels, all the way down to the grassroots referee. You know, the, 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 the first response is always, God bless this person for doing this job. Because if this person wasn't here, maybe this game wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, these mentors, these coaches at all levels, they are going to be your biggest advocate as a referee. Um, if they know more than you, it's only because they've already made those mistakes <laughs> and they remember them. They remember why and how, and, and, and they can share that perspective. So it, it's, it's not a judgmental, it's not a critique. Uh, it's a coaching environment. We're talking to Mike McCarthy, West Virginia Soccer Association, state referee administrator. Mike, as we kind of wrap things up here on the podcast, um, one thing, what, what, I mean, I know that we need to, but I mean, if you can dive into it a little bit deeper of what we need to do to foster a better environment for not only our referees, but for our players and everybody that's involved in the game, what do we need to do? Yeah. And, and you know, I, 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 I wrestle with this question there's no magic silver bullet to it um i maybe it's just a a a change in perspective as i mentioned before a change in culture let's you know enjoy the fact that we live in a society where in a country where we're able to let these kids play you know we're not and you know not to rely on current events but it's not like we're in ukraine right now it's not like we're in a war-torn part of the world where anything as big as a soccer field is going to be riddled with landmines. You know, we enjoy an environment, um, a landscape where kids can go out and kick a ball around for a couple of hours on a Saturday morning or a Sunday afternoon or a weeknight. Um, let's reflect on that and let's thank everybody involved in making that happen. The parents for bringing the kids to the game, the coaches for spending their time and their effort to educate the players, the administrators, and of course the the match officials and the referees. And, you know, you, you never realize, and it's always that perspective, like you said, the perspective, you know, my daughter just recently retired from college soccer. She said, it's time for me to give up the game that I love and focus on my education. Um, Things are getting a little bit more serious when it comes to that. And I just can't do both anymore and stuff, you know, and as a parent, you kind of, 
wow, you know, she's been doing this since she was four, you know, yeah. and, but it's, you know, you don't have to, um, don't have those regrets of missing those moments by arguing with a referee or arguing with another coach or another parent or anything, you know, go enjoy, enjoy the fresh air, hopefully, you know, you're not sitting and just freezing cold watching your kid play <laughs> and stuff like that. But, you know, but you're right. These moments are, don't last forever. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes we only appreciate that when they are over. Right. As we Thanks wrap things. The opportunity, Marcus, I appreciate uh, oh. uh, sharing the, 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 you know, what I know, what the perspective I have and handedly bragging on some of the successes that our referee program has achieved. A lot of success. Um, referees um, are needed for a couple of events coming up. Where can people find information in regards to that? We've got Open Cup. We've got State Cup. Uh, we do, we do not, we're not hosting the regional events this year in West Virginia, but you can tell us where they are this year and how people can, cause we'll need a, a delegation to go up there. Yep. Um, we'll, uh, WVSA referees.org is our state referee program website. We also have a Facebook group called WVSA referees. And I invite folks to join that. Uh, and those are probably the two best sources for upcoming events. Uh, we have a calendar of events on the website. Uh, and, you know, the Facebook group is is active and engaged. Uh, and so we'll uh, post opportunities there as well. Yep, you can uh, check that out. Um, you can also check out our website, wvsoccer.net. Click on referee and you can get to that same link there if you happen to be there. But yeah, I mean, just, you know, check it out and referees get involved. Uh, so much is going on uh, compared to the last, you know, 10 years Um you know, in, as far as referee, you know, I mean, I, I love the office hours. I love the zoom meetings and, and being able to talk because our referees need that dialogue and need that opportunity to process a few things. And I think this is a great way to do it with the referee community. So great job on that. And credit to our state referee committee, whose members are spearheading those efforts. Awesome. Mike McCarthy, West Virginia Soccer Association State Referee Administrator. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Marcus. And thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope we provided some information for you today. If we did, make sure you let everybody know about our program. You can follow us on our social media channels, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for us at WV Soccer. Take care, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.